This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes, and by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch Beverages. Well, today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we're talking skiing, specifically cross-country skiing. We have Annette Drews and Mur Gilman from the Bemidji Area Cross-Country Ski Club in to cover a lot of topics. Thanks for making it in for Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Annette's first time on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, <laughs> but her husband has been on many times talking fishing and hunting and other things. Uh, well, let's let's start off with uh, one of the first things coming up for you guys, and that is your traditional annual uh, Sunday Ski School, you call it, which kicks off in January, correct? Yes, it does. Sunday Ski School begins January 5th, the first Sunday in January, and runs January 5th, 12th, and 19th. So we have three fun Sundays of cross-country skiing from for ages three on up. And uh, we do that at the middle school cafeteria is where we meet and get everybody signed up. Um, actually, we sign up ahead of time this year. That's something new. We wanted to make sure people understand you can pre-register for Sunday Ski School by going to the website, BemidjiCrossCountrySki.org, and download the registration form. How many years have we been doing Sunday Ski School now? In the form we're in currently... About 25. Okay. But uh, looking back at the history the other day, I was looking at the history of the ski school, and there were lessons being taught to children back in the 70s and then into the 80s some. Okay. Yep. And and now you've got the format where you do three Sundays in a row in January. Does that just seem to be the best day to get people together to do something like that? <laughs> yeah, we've kind of gone back and forth on that because, of course, January can be the coldest time of the year as well. Um, however, we don't always have a wonderful December like we did this year with lots of snow. So it's been pushed back a few times due to lack of snow, and we've just settled on, you know, we want people to get out there and learn about this and then be able to still ski. February is a great time to ski. So we want to get them started right away in January. So we're kind of sticking to the January format. Yep. So for those who've lived here a few years and said, you know, it's about time I do something outdoors for the nine months of winter. Um <laughs> What all will they learn, and how does it all work? You know, we start at the beginning. We have, well, we teach two different technique styles. One is the tra- traditional uh, classic uh, diagonal stride, I guess, would be what people would know it as, and then skate skiing. And so we start pretty much at the beginning for each of those techniques, and we divide our groups into kind of by age and by skill. Yep. Starting with age and then uh, skill level, if they're like last year, I had a young girl in my adult class because she could ski quite well and listen to instructions. And so I had her. But uh, yeah, so that they can start with uh, as basic as getting equipment fitted to them and how to um, attach the boot to the binding and how to use the poles and. And one of the things we teach the three and four year olds, which we start at age three, we do, we don't have any shoes that go small enough for two year olds, but uh, the three year olds have a really good time. Um, we have a couple of different classes because those, 
that age group tends to be one of our bigger age groups from three to age six. And especially as they're just starting, we teach them how to fall down and get back up when you've got those long skis on your feet. <laughs> That's important. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I, and there's a is there a fee for this? Yes, there's a twenty five dollar flat fee, so it's twenty five dollars per participant. Um, and if you need equipment, this is the one thing that we really want people to come out and try it. And of course, it could be expensive to have to purchase equipment to try it. So we have um, no fee for the equipment. We've uh, gotten grants and support from the community to outfit a whole trailer. We have about seventy five pairs of skis and a hundred pairs of boots so we're only limited by that amount um, but if they need that equipment we have it available i think that's one of the things that that scares people off of trying anything in this day and age whether it's fishing or hunting or you know skiing you look at the equipment and say well i, I can't afford to get that and i might not like it well this is an opportunity to try it out and then if you like it then you can decide whether it's worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what we often find is, especially families, you know, you get one pair of skis and they can pass them on down. Or you meet other skiers and other families when you're at ski school. And oftentimes there's a lot of exchange of used equipment. Okay. Now, I need a clarification because in high school now they call it Nordic skiing. Is that <laughs> the, is cross-country skiing and Nordic skiing the same thing? I know this is getting I would in the say weeds. Yes, is this stump the dummy? <laughs> um, I, I think that um, Nordic is a broader term, and cross-country skiing is part of that. But so would ski, uh, ski jumping be part of Nordic skiing? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I could be wrong. That's okay. my my yeah. take on it. But yeah, in in our community, one and the same. Okay, yep. and then think that. Within that, you have classic or traditional skiing and skate skiing, and they're both cross-country skiing. Yep. And we don't we do have classes for skate skier um, youth, but they need their own equipment for that. All of our equipment is for the classical stride. Okay. And speaking of Nordic skiing at the high school, we, I'll just uh, jump in and say a little bit about our instructors. We have probably ten adult instructors and then they're assisted by the high school student ski team members from Bemidji High School and Trek North and so they act as assistants and then they get in turn and a little education in how to teach skiing so we have um it turns out we probably have a ratio of about one instructor to every three skiers and that helps us a lot Yeah. And the great thing about Sunday Ski School is we've had the same instructors for going on 15 years. I think I remember when I brought my kids first time to Sunday Ski School and kind of got hooked because the atmosphere is so fun. It's a great way to spend the winter and people are just out there enjoying a good time. So. Okay. Here's your chance, both of you, to to do an endorsement. Uh, What is it about cross-country skiing that you guys like so much? I love being out in the woods, and it's quiet. Sorry, snowmobilers. I grew up on snowmobiles, um, You know, went up to northern Wisconsin, did long drives. I love cross-country skiing for the silence and just being able to float down the trails. It's just a beautiful way to experience and, and get a great workout at the same time. Yep. I, I like 
Days that I don't go skiing, I'm kind of cold all day, so I really like getting warmed up from the inside out, and I, I like I like exercise, and and I, it's a great way to exercise in the winter. I can't take my dog on the Grant Nade trails for the most part, but I do love to take my dog on some private trails. Or there is one multi-use trail where I can take her, and that's up at Three Island. We have now deemed the River Gold Trail up at Three Island as a multi-use trail. So I can take my dog up there, and it's really fun to kick and glide along or skate along and and have her running through the woods and she's having a good time so yeah the other place you can i have a dog that actually trained for the first time last year a wire-haired pointing griffin which looks kind of funny pulling a skier but um going out on the lakes when it's frozen and doesn't have too much snow is kind of a really fun way to get your dog out there and be active with skiing as well true are both of you from snowy areas in your youth? Uh, this is nothing new to you guys. Oh, I I I think I um, lobbied really hard from probably three years on to be able to ski, and so I my first pair of skis was um, just a little tow loop, and uh, my dad would take me out to our local ski area. I grew up in Glenwood. We had a ski jump and a rope tow. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I grew up on skis. And I, I also just remember loving running down the sidewalks and then sliding on a slick sidewalk in my boots. I just, <laughs> I love to glide. <laughs> and when I moved to Bemidji is when I really got into cross-country skiing because it's just a great place for it. We have... Over 100 kilometers of groom trails in our re- in our immediate area, within about um, a, probably a radius of or a diameter of maybe 20 miles uh, around Bemidji, and so it's a wonderful place to ski. Yeah, I found that um, as I mentioned, I grew up in snowmobiling, so spending a lot of time. I grew up in Rochester, Minnesota. And it wasn't until my sister went to Norway for an exchange, and she came back and touted cross-country skiing was this wonderful thing. I was about 16 at the time, so my mom immediately, the whole family, although I don't remember my dad getting on skis, but we all went out and cross-country skied. And and it wasn't pretty. We did a lot of falling down at that time. And uh, once we moved up here to Bemidji with the kids, I really wanted to get them out and try that again and just fell in love with it all over. You mentioned the the ski trails. Are these trails that are specific to cross-country skiing? Yeah, yeah. And we have, um, our club has quite a large volunteer grooming base. So there are probably 20 people, mostly men, who get on snowmobiles and uh, go around and, and drag a groomer and prepare the tracks. But with having said that, I want to remind people that they need to have a ski pass, the mm-hmm. Great Minnesota Ski Pass, which can be purchased at anywhere where you can buy other types of uh, DNR licenses. And it's $25 a year. And they are checking. They yes, are spending they are. time. The um, conservation officers might be at a trailhead asking for a license. You can purchase them right on your phone. And um, we do want people to have ski passes. That money comes back to the club in the form of a grant and aid. 
that helps us um, keep our equipment and pay our expenses for grooming, even though the volunteers, um, all the groomers are volunteers. Yeah, it still takes money to fill them up with gas. We have mechanical issues that come up, and all those have to be addressed in order for us to be able to groom the trails really well. And we have some of the nicest trails around the state up here. Absolutely. Um, We had Bryce at our club meeting the other day, and he mentioned being in the parking lot and watching some skiers come in to the parking lot. They saw his conservation truck, and uh, they just kept going on another lap and he had checked and when they came back they showed him his their pass they actually like skied back out used their phone to get their pass <laughs> and then came back to the parking lot so yes he's out there and we are checking because we really need those funds it's the um, funds have gone down this year the department of natural resources is not sending out the grant and aid funds we usually get a chunk at the beginning of the season to help with expenses we will not be getting it now till january or february because so the drop of uh ski passes being sold you can use that uh, ski pass anywhere in the state you can use it anywhere in the state on grant and aid trails and what comes into play is that there are like resorts on the Gunflint I know of, and there's places down in the cities that don't require, they don't get the grant and aid money. Instead, you buy a pass like you would go to a ski downhill ski hill, right? Um, so that has influenced why some people do or don't, especially in the metropolitan area. If they go to one of these areas that doesn't require a ski pass, then they don't buy one. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages and by Bonded Lock and Key. Check us out online at kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. And we're on social media. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. And listen whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are talking cross-country skiing with Mer Gilman and Annette Drews of the Bemidji Area Cross-Country Ski Club. So where does a person find out where all these ski trails are? Go to uh, the website that Annette mentioned. That's uh, one one stop website where you could register for ski school or find out where the trails are or find out the grooming report. And once again, that's BemidjiCrossCountrySkiing.org. So the, we've got trails at Hobson Forest, Fern Lake has a trail system now. The high school Montebello Trail. Mobile Maze, Buena Vista, Three Island County Park. And, of course, the state park, although Annette said they haven't had a chance to groom yet. So, and also statewide, if they're looking for trails, you know, just get online for the DNR state parks. They have some links for ski trails and what condition they are. Um, And then there's Skinny Ski, I think, also has trail information for other parts of the state. SkinnySki.com. Okay. You know, when you mentioned the silence, and, and I find that interesting because I'll hop on the bike trails. And the bike trails might be, you know, the road might be just over there, but you just get in between those trees yeah. and you're like in an entirely different world. It's a wonderful thing. Yes. Are you talking about the single track trail at the Mobile Maze? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just talking any bike trail, you know. Oh, oh you got can, it, got you it. You can yeah, just yeah. get off and just get in the middle of the trees and you feel like you're in a totally different world. Oh, it's it's wonderful. And um, I think the scenery 
I like it. Three Island is awesome. I love skiing Mobile Maze, um, but uh, for scenery, I would pick the north end of Three Island anytime. Right along the river, it, the river is open almost all year long, yeah. and you cross it twice mm-hmm. on over bridges. So it's it's gorgeous, and you'll see swans in the open waters and. Um, oh. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely the tops and in this area. And it's quiet up there. That's a quiet place. Although there might be a snowmobile that cross, you know, that snowmobiles at both Mobile Maze and Three Island, the county has done a really good job of bringing the trails together and uh, snowmobiles pass through, but they're gone. And then the skiers, the ski trail passes through and then we're off on our own trail. So. Tell me a little bit about your club. Uh, how many people are members of the Cross Country Ski Club? Well, we switched to a um, board and club that really we encourage donations and support for the activities that we do. So we don't necessarily keep a number. We, all of our events are open to anybody to attend. Um, we do a Tuesday night ski at Mobile Maze that is open to anybody to come and just yeah. Show up at 6.30 on Tuesday nights. And, Murr, you went last night, I believe, in the cold. I did go last night. I um, It was pretty cold. It was below zero. <laughs> we were all dressed pretty warmly. And um, I, I also want to put in a plug that the Mobile Maze Lodge, the new lodge at the parking lot there, is um, open and semi-warm all the time but when there's an event like tuesday nights we're going to try and get the fire going and it was toasty in there so that's something that anyone can join us at 6 30 and it's one place or one time when we try to keep track of people yeah. uh, we're out there in the dark and mm, cold. we all had headlamps <laughs> but um you know we don't want we don't want anyone skiing alone and we don't want to leave them out there overnight and so the night, the Tuesday before, they had almost a full moon, and I heard it was fabulous. I couldn't be there, but and it was below zero that night too. Okay. So, but yeah, that's so the club, like Annette said, we have a lot of events going on, and we're trying to promote skiing and give people um, places where they can go and be, be with other skiers. So, the Tuesday night skis is a good one, and then. Um, the Skeeper Bowl is another <laughs> event that Nate Haskell came up with this name on. It'll be on, of course, Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And um, they people can look on our website to get more information about these events. There's also a candlelight ski at Lake Bemidji State Park in February on the 8th. And that probably is pretty close to the full moon as well. But with the club... And the park work to get um, uh, candles out on the trail. <laughs> oh, and, nice. Um, I'm not coming up with the name for the candles that we put in bags. Oh, and yeah, set some on the- votives or whatever we can get. And last yeah. year we had uh, one of the scout troops was helping put all those out. So yeah. it's kind of a cooperative event held at the state park. Yeah, so there's it's a lighted trail not just headlamps, but a lighted trail, and people can ski along with the candlelight and then um, go back to the shelter and have hot drinks. Yeah, the club provides refreshments there at the shelter that night, and uh, it's always fun to hear about the trail 
events or adventures that happen while people are out there. They let us know which candles have been wiped out by somebody, <laughs> you know, clearing off the trail on the corner somewhere. But uh, it's a lot of fun and just a lot of community um, involvement. And we have probably about 50 active volunteers between groomers, instructors for the ski school um, at, that participate in the Bemidji Area Cross Country Ski Club, but we're open to anybody, and we really love the um, support that people can provide. Can you venture a guess uh, how many people cross country ski in this area? No, oh, that's tough. I presume <laughs> I presume quite a few. Well, and yeah, you know, I I I'm gonna I'll venture a guess. I'll okay. say three to four hundred. Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say on weekends, you know, we run into people that are coming from other places, especially mm-hmm. on those years when we've had more snow than the city's area. Um, we've run into whole teams that are up from different colleges or high schools just coming on up to ski. You know, I, it, um, I think you could sit at the parking lot at the Mobile Maze on a nice Sunday and count cars turn oh, yeah. over, and I'll, I'll bet you you'd see... 60, 80 cars really? turn over over yes. the course of the day, depending on um, the time. There's a bunch of us that get together and ski in the morning, but then as we're getting done, there's a whole nother cadre coming. And so I, that's what I'm basing it on. And Three Island doesn't have a very big parking lot at the North Loop. And uh, I've sat up there doing surveys in the past and there are days on a nice day that that parking lot is turning over a lot, and there's only room for about 10 vehicles, but they're constantly coming and going. And so I'm I'm just guessing we, there are a lot of people that just stay in the woods. You know, we don't we don't know how many of them skiers there are. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and I live next to the state park, and so I can just ski in from. Basically, I put my skis on in my front yard and ski into the park. And, you know, we see some skiers pop up on that north section. Um, but, yeah, we just – everybody likes to get out in the woods and kind of enjoy the quiet and or enjoy it with a friend, which is also a lot of fun to do. All right. Now, I go to Sunday Ski School, and I get uh, totally addicted to cross-country skiing, and I got to dive in. Um What's it going to cost me to get going in this sport? Well, that's a great question. You know, it could, if you go to the home place and look at a package of skis, you know, it could be $250, $300 if you wanted to get all new equipment, and that's boots, skis, and poles. Um, but there are a lot cheaper ways to get into the sport than um, just going for the new equipment. It's great if you can. I found that as I get older, um, I learned this tip from Sue Tibstra. I was just going to get, you know, a cheaper pair of skis. I don't race. I'm not, you know, going to any big events. But good equipment really makes a difference. It's not so hard if you have the nicer equipment. So <laughs> I did and, do that little investment in good equipment. Yep. And then also um, if it's fitted for your weight right, and mm-hmm. your skill level. And that makes a huge difference. So I think 300 But I'll say, too, that I'm skiing on skis that are 25 years old. <laughs> yes. I have lots of skis, believe me. I have a, <laughs> a garage full of skis. But 
and so I don't necessarily ski on the same pair of skis every day. But I have I take good care of my stuff, and I'm careful. It it will three hundred dollars might seem like a lot, but when I was running a lot, I could blow through two pairs of shoes a year, and and um, you know it it three hundred will last several years i'd say five six or more or more depending yeah. on how often you ski i still have so. a pair of skis that i use pretty regularly and they're almost 30 years old but you know if you think about it if, you, if you're going to go hunting and you can buy all that warm wear and then you got to buy you know rifles and ammo yep. you go fishing and you're buying ro- i mean mm-hmm. three hundred dollars is not yep. that extreme really well, well you can- I, until i ruptured a disc i played a lot of <laughs> golf and um and i you know just my membership what i my dad I, I when my dad was alive he'd say you bought a new bike and i'd say dad you realize how that hardly costs anything compared to a membership for golf oh, i mean yeah. <laughs> you know they all cost something mm-hmm. and you mentioned clothing and that's a good point. Annette and I were only talking about the skis, boots, poles, right. and bindings. But you do have to have some outerwear as well as um, adequate underwear or undergarments that can help wick moisture and keep you dry. In mm-hmm. Cotton is, we don't recommend cotton for skiing. And no. wool and synthetics work really well. So you might, you know, ha- you can, well, I can think of people like, um, my good friend Jim Mergens that used to ski in his hooded sweatshirt and his sweatpants. And, you know, you can do that. It um, it just depends on what you're comfortable doing. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't either. I have to have – I like windblock stuff. I, mm-hmm. I get cold. If um, So it it's – yes, it costs money to cross-country ski. It's nothing like Alpine. I also have investments in Alpine equipment, and <laughs> you know that. So it, it, you know, it. The reality is that a lot of our sports require some money. Yeah, and you oh. can pick up some stuff used. You, know, you can check, um, and that's a cool thing about ski school. If you have questions or you are looking at some equipment and can, you can bring it in. We have lots of people with experience at ski school that are more than happy to. Look at mm-hmm. it for you and kind of assess, will it work for you? Is it the right size? You know, how's the camber? All those questions. Okay. Yeah. So once again, let's wrap that up. Uh, wrap up with a reminder, Sunday Ski School starts when? January 5th. And I'm getting okay. so excited. This is my fun time of the year. People always wonder why I get so excited that winter's coming. Um, because Sunday Ski School is coming. So we are asking people to pre-register because we've run out of space and we've run out of equipment the last two years so we're trying something new pre-register as soon as you can some of our adult classes the adult classic class with myrrh is filling up very fast and some of our uh, Bemidji climbers class which is ages seven to nine is also filling up very fast um, okay. but you can go to the Bemidji cross country ski dot org website and download the form, fill it out, send in a check, and mail it or drop it off at the home place between Wednesdays and Saturdays from noon to 6, I believe they're open. It would be the 5th, 12th, 19th of January at the Bemidji Middle School. 
And what time does it start? It starts at one thirty. We ask if you're bringing or if you're needing equipment, show up about one ten. You know, fifteen twenty minutes before. And then that fourth Sunday of January, we do the Barnalopet ski event for kids, and they get to race. They have medals. Um, there's different lengths of races for each age group, and then we have a pizza party that's sponsored by Sons of Norway. Okay. It's Annette Drews and Mer Gilman from the Bemidji Area Cross Country Ski Club. If you're not sold on cross country skis now, you never will be. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you for Kim. having us. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KVUNFM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.